Hello, everybody, and welcome to Geek Actually, episode 119 for the 12th of February, 2011. I am Dave McVeigh, and I am joined in studio, a much cooler studio, I will put out, with my Josh Wilpot. How are you, Josh? I'm, I'm good. You started the show so quickly. I, I haven't got my geek head on yet, dude. What the hell? Well, you know, we're running late again, so we got to just get these things started sometimes. Just yeah, but it's like... like you're wandering around, and all of a sudden you just sit down and go. It's like, dude, you got to give me time to warm up. What's the Monty Python? Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you just got to keep moving. What is this show, Josh? Uh, this is, uh, we, what is this show? That is a great question. All right, so this show is our tech show, our after show pushed, mushed, melded, welded together into some sort of uh, coherent, hybrid that hybrid, sort of lies coherent. in the middle of the floor twitching saying kill me yeah something like that yeah. <laughs> so yeah and this is basically uh, what Geek actually started as two years ago and now it's kind of back into this form which is where we're much more comfortable let me tell you <laughs> so we do a little bit of tech we do a little bit of geek we do a little bit of food we do it with basically anything anything that catches our eye you could say it's your week in Geek it's a bit of like Geek culture and in fact I've just been in the process of putting in the paperwork to get this feed put onto Stitcher, because you know how our film show is on Stitcher Radio. And uh, I was looking at the categories, because one of the questions is, what category would best suit? And I said technology, but really they need to have a geek culture section. Yes, that would be in a perfect world. Yeah, because that's what we are. There is a culture, a lifestyle culture section, but there's no geek. Yeah, and I somehow doubt that people that are in lifestyle and culture would be interested in our show. (laughs) I'm just putting that out there. Well, culture is a word that is loosely applied. Isn't culture how they make yogurt? <laughs> it's like, I don't know. Anyway, we'll see how we go. Uh, it probably fits under what? What is, what's our chat? Our, by the way, we go out live every Saturday. We normally start around the 12 o'clock mark. We were actually broadcasting at 12. We just weren't starting we, the show. We, we just yeah. hadn't started. We kind of have pre-show chatter and chit-chat, and we're running around trying to get things ready. Uh, 12 o'clock Australian Eastern. Now, at the moment, it's daylight savings time, but, you know, whatever. UTC plus 11. Um, and for our American listeners, if you do want to come over and join us, uh, that works out to about 5 o'clock Pacific or 8 o'clock Eastern. Okay? So, if you want to come and join our chat room and have a bit of fun, you're more than welcome to. Uh, bigger chat room, the better, I always say. Now, what is going on with my chat room window there we go that's a better window now i can actually see who's in the chat room which is always the best way to do it. seven people in there at the moment let's get those numbers up we need more people in here go out everybody who is on twitter right now go out and tweet that there is a chat there is a show going on and they should come over to our chat room this guy has a cool name his name's stickerhead stickerhead i like that yeah. hello stickerhead welcome yeah. <laughs> so um, if you hear us talking to some amorphous person at certain points. <laughs> Some guy that hasn't been introduced yet. That's it's probably because we're talking to guy. words on a screen, okay? So, <laughs> so just, be, just bear with us on that situation because sometimes we immediately answer a question without reminding you that we're talking to a chat room and you go, I was listening to last week's show at one point and you started having a conversation with somebody. It's like, who the hell are you talking to? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so if that happens, that's, that's what's going on. Now, we're going to start our show with a little bit of feedback. Uh, Clara Tungle, who's normally in our chat room. Is Clara Tungle in our chat room? No, today? He's not today. The day off. Sent us uh, what I am calling the irony of the week. Oh. link. Uh, it's, he didn't actually send an email, uh, uh, words with it. He just sent a link. And the link is wonderful. Basically, it is saying that Mark Zuckerberg has just taken out a restraining order because he has a stalker. Oh. And all I could think was, 
So you want your privacy looked after, do you, Mr. Zuckerberg? <laughs> so he fears his Facebook stalker, according to the TMZ, which is where yeah. this link comes from. And looking at his stalker, I would fear him too. Wow, dude, that guy's creepy looking. He is creepy. So if you follow the link that will be in our show notes, you can see this stalker, who is a bit of a scary looking dude. And I don't blame Zuckerberg for wanting to have a restraining order. But at the same time, I would say to you, maybe you should look at your um, privacy. and Wow, dude. Dude, 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 read it. Uh, okay, what's he say? In one of his Facebook messages to Mark, Pradeep, the stalker, writes, Please help me, then I am ready to die for you. Please understand my pain. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, this is... Wow. This man is seriously screwed up. So, um, yes, I understand that he would want a restraining order. I understand that he's scared of the stalker. I understand all of that. But at the same time, if you didn't make Facebook quite so open, maybe... This wouldn't Maybe happen. he wouldn't be able to find you. But That's still, either way, creepy looking creepy dude. Creepy looking dude. Thank you very much, Clara Tungle, for sending that through to us. And we also have, uh, we should also remind people that all of our links on this show, well, most of our links on this show, come from David Murray, also known as Delta Knight, who is in our chat room right now. Thank Making you. sure you all behave. Making sure you all behave. He's also our moderator. Recognize. And he will beat you up, cut you. Drop you, send no, you. No, no he won't, he'll, just, he'll just close your messages and possibly kick you off. <laughs> no, actually, he'd probably just leave them all there because I think he has fun with you. But that's all right. Um, but he sent through a bunch of links, and I thought this one was possibly... <laughs> oh, what's Stick happened? ahead. I love that. He can't figure out the privacy settings. <laughs> <laughs> nice well, one. considering that you need a PhD to work out the privacy settings <laughs> of Facebook, I'm not, I'm not, I don't blame him. You know, you know what, is, what is wrong with... No, that, that's the irony that's of the week. The that's just, you just imagine him sitting in front of his computer like... Um, now, what does that mean? <laughs> Do what, I close that what one? What would hurt <laughs> to have one single button that says, keep my profile private? I wasn't yeah. that how it used to be. I think so. Yeah. Anyway, impending robot apocalypse. Mm. I think we've got the story of all stories. Oh, here we go. Okay, we've got robots that are learning, and we've got machines and computers that are learning. But how about the concept of Skynet? Is that they basically have a network, and they're all networked within each other, and they're all communicating with each other. Well, apparently, we're giving the robots their own internet. Oh, their own internet. Yeah, their own internet, so that wow. they can actually talk to each other and communicate with each other. So right. we are basically giving them Skynet. Acor- wow. According to this article on BBC uh, that, Claire, uh, that uh, Delta Knight sent through, it says, Robots could soon have the equivalent of an internet and Wikipedia. Oh, good. So we give them the wealth of all human knowledge as well. Yeah. That's a good idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it says, European scientists have embarked on a project to let robots share and store what they discover about the world. Well, humans Dave, are fragile. <laughs> they're soft and squishy, Dave. I think uh, I think you can agree with me when I say, what could possibly, what could possibly go, wrong? go wrong with this concept? <laughs> oh dear! Um, they're calling it Robo Earth. Robo. <laughs> we're not even we're not even trying anymore. We're not even trying to stop this from happening anymore. We're just saying, here you go. <laughs> we all surrender. Please, oh God! Please don't turn us into batteries. Maybe we're hoping that if we give all this stuff to them, that they'll be nice <laughs> to us when they take over the world. Yeah, because that worked for the Cylons so well. All right, all right, all right. Okay, Snake. Maybe Wikipedia is not quite the wealth of knowledge, but um, you know, they might get some of the stuff right. Run, Sarah Connor, run. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you know what? Wikipedia may not be perfect, but there is an awful lot of information mm. there. You know, and the problem is a lot of it's flawed information as well, which makes it even worse. Because they're going to read stuff and go, "Really? We should kill them because of that," and it may not be true. You know. So anyway, 
Yeah. Now, uh, I want to apologize to our uh, listeners straight off the bat. We are a little bit Apple heavy uh. today. Um, there is a reason for this because, first of all, uh, the Verizon iPhone. Now, we didn't actually cover this because it doesn't really have any relevance to us in Australia. Mm-hmm. But just to recap, uh, the iPhone is now available on two servers in America. Mm-hmm. One of them is Verizon. Now, they had to actually build a specific phone for Verizon because Verizon isn't GSM, it's CDMA, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. we don't even use in Australia anymore. I don't nope. think. I, I think maybe in some country areas they might yeah. still have CDMA, but we GSM is our network, like across Europe and everything. GSM is like the world standard, and of course, America still likes to have CDMA, so whatever. Fine, whatever. So the iPhone, the iPhone four for Verizon doesn't have a slim, uh, a SIM socket, for instance, yeah. because there's no SIMs for CDMA. So it's a slightly different phone. Apparently, the little brakes on the antenna outside yeah. case are in slightly different places um, and stuff like that. So of course, this led to people who got their Verizon iPhones early to pull it apart because you know this is what you do. Um, and uh, a company uh, called uh, well, the article is on Computer World, and I think it was it's not actually Mac Fix It this time. It was another group. Um, give me a second. Um, it was actually pulled apart by iSupply. Um, iSupply did a teardown of the phone, and they found some very interesting things because iPhone 5 is around the corner. Mm-hmm. And what we're hoping with the iPhone 4 Verizon model is to find out some hints on what might be coming with iPhone 5. Now, there was rumor going around about uh, four months ago or five months ago that the iPhone 5 would be completely redesigned again because, of course, of all the bad press on the antenna. Mm. That may not happen. The iPhone 5 may still be the same design, which to me would make sense. You don't want to redesign the phone again, not not this soon. Mm. And really, the problem was so beaten up. But anyway, Mm. um, what they did find, though, was that Apple has moved uh, to Qualcomm chips in the mm. phone uh, rather than what they were using originally. Now, this is very important because the Qualcomm chip is actually a multi-band chip. It actually supports GSM ah. and CDMA. And so theoretically, for the next generation of iPhone, they wouldn't need to have two separate phones. No, they, they could, could actually have one. one phone that could support both networks, making it truly a world phone because yeah. they could use anything. Now, the question, though, is the SIM socket because CDMA doesn't need SIM. Now, Apple took out a patent a while ago about a software SIM. Oh, yeah, I remember yes. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Which basically is a downloadable SIM, so you wouldn't actually have to slot a card into it. Mm. Now, this would actually take a fundamental change in the way that uh, phone carriers do business to do this. And uh, my argument is that if any company has the clout yeah. to instigate that kind of change, let's not, let's not forget that they were the ones who basically said, we're going to microSIM, follow us or not. Mm. You know, follow us or die, basically. Uh, so I think it may be a seamless iPhone on the, um, on the well, generation it's a possibility. five. Yeah, so no. I think it'd be very curious to see what happens with iPhone five. And, uh, I think it's very interesting that they are changing the inside guts of yeah. this thing. Um, now the question is, does a multi-band, and this is where we need our Verizon users, any Verizon users who come into our chat room at any time, we need to know what the battery life on the iPhone four Verizon model is because there's yeah. a multi, does a multi, um, Band chip take more battery. Does it st- does it use one of the two, or does it just? Use- or is it, the fact that it's drawing power on the, mm. across the whole chip is it is it more of a battery hog than just having a single on there? I mm. don't know. Um, I love there was an argument that it actually went about with the Verizon phone because everybody's saying, "Oh, AT and T sucks." Blah blah blah. As always, it always goes on. Mm. And Freak has said Apple controls way too much. Yeah, well, you know what? 
Dude, no, I'm actually more interested in uh, uh, Freak's comment where he's like, imagine people hacking SIMless phones and using other people's numbers on their, as their own. Well, and it would become much easier. You wouldn't have to clone SIM cards anymore, would you? No. And now it's, a, now it's a software patch, you know? Yeah. yeah, no, there's a lot of factors. It was Freak who also said Apple controls way too much. You look at it and go, I, yes, they do have a lot of control, but at the moment the problem is I don't blame Apple. I blame the other companies. Mm. They're not coming to the party. Yeah. Apple is light years ahead of what everybody is doing because nobody else is matching them. Yeah. We're only starting to see growth in Android and stuff now. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing. We're, we're, Android, yes, has surpassed Apple, but Android is on multiple handsets across multiple curves. It is like Windows on PCs. Yeah. Yeah, Apple yeah. has this completely controlled environment with one phone, and they, can, they control their, their environment as much as they want to. I think, it's, uh, I think it's, it is kind of scary, the amount of power that they wield. Mm. Um, <laughs> Stickerhead says, who gives a crap? I just want to customize my SMS tones without jailbreak. Yeah. No, word, man. Word. I, no, I agree with that. I do like the fact that we can change. And, and I love the fact that they say, you know, to get ringtones, you have to buy the ringtones. But bullshit. You can, load, you can upload any ringtone you want to this phone. I've got custom ringtones on yeah. my phone. It doesn't cost you anything. But you're right. You can't change the SMS tones. Yeah. And I want to be able yeah, I'd like to be able to change those SMS tones. Yeah. Um, I'd like to be able to customize my iPhone as much as I could customize my old Nokia N90. Yeah. That's what I would like to be yep. able to do. I would like to be able to do that, but it's never going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, that's that part of the news. The second part of the Apple news is that the iPad 2, which would theoretically be announced around now sometime and then launched in June, mm. may be coming earlier than that. There's been a lot of rumblings in the industry. We've got two stories back to back. First one says that according to Foxconn, well, rumors insiders at Foxconn in China, iPad 2 is already in manufacture. So, yeah, I heard about this. So there is, there is talk that the iPads are already rolling off the line. And quietly on the side, uh, the Moscone Center has been booked for an Apple event very quietly in March. Hmm. So there is talk that that could possibly be the iPad 2 announcement and launch in one go. Dude, that'd be crazy. One of those things where they go, and it's available now. You no, know? but like you can kind of understand why that would possibly come, because right now you've got such a focus on tablets, and you've got such a focus on, like with CES recently passing and stuff like this, all these tablets rolling out, Apple needs to reestablish their dominance. Hmm. And the only way to do that is to drop something better than everyone else's. Well, that's right. And... and- at the same price point. This is a big oh. factor, and we're going to come back to that in a second. Dude, there's no reason they can't. Remember when we, um, when the iPad was first coming out, we were talking about the cost pricing on this mm. stuff? Man, they can afford to throw more into it. They're not going to yeah, lose anything. Absolutely. They're making a, they've got a good profit margin on it. Uh, um... We just had something, something come up in the chat room. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zed has said, MacBook Air rehash is getting Sandy Bridge. Sorry for the late note. Uh, that wouldn't be a problem because the Sandy Bridge issue yeah. is only on the upper ends of the SATA. SATA, the first two SATA channels are actually okay and they have no fault. And mm. considering MacBook Air is not customizable and not upgradable, yeah. and it only requires basically one of the SATA channels, yeah. um, the Sandy Bridge error wouldn't affect it. Yeah, exactly. the only time the sand, the only problem the Sandy Bridge error would affect a Mac would be on the Mac Pros, yeah. uh, which are customizable and you can add more hard drives to. Yeah. That would be an issue. There has been no word from Apple yet as to whether or not, or no official word from Apple or not, whether or not they're going to roll out because there was supposed to be a MacBook Pro upgrade sometime coming soon, and uh, like a refresh on the line. Yeah. But that would have been a Sandy Bridge upgrade, and now there's no word. So I'm wondering if they're holding back 
Maybe um, they just want to make sure nothing's going to go wrong with it. Mm. Yeah. Rumors of iPad 3 in the fall. iPad th- iPad 2, you mean? Yeah. No? iPad 3? What? We haven't even got iPad 2 yet. Anyway. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, yes, that the iPad 2, uh, we, we've got an event coming up in March. We have rumors that it's already rolling off the construction line. Uh, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right? Yeah. Um, Delta says bullshit to the iPad 3. He read the article, too. It's just a guy trying to make news. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a lot. Look, Mac is... Apple is ripe with rumor-mongering. The only rumor site that is probably worth its weight in anything is probably MacRumors.com. That guy's been around for years, and he gets a lot of good insight. You don't get to be around that long if you're telling fibs. That's true. Um, Let's move from the actual hardware itself to iOS Mm. and basically say that next week, this is not in our show notes. I only just found this out. I think it's the 14th or 15th. Uh, the new iOS update comes out. So mm-hmm. anybody who is on an iOS device... You Do we know to... what's actually in this one? No idea. I'm hoping they fixed AirPrint. <laughs> <laughs> but That's like one of the main ones. I doubt it. Yeah, no. uh, I do know that a huge update for Pages, Numbers, uh, Keynote, and iBooks was all pushed out over the last week or so. Mm-hmm. So I think this has all been gearing up for... And uh, actually, all the companies, all the apps have been updating like crazy yep. lately. Have you noticed this? Yep. So they're obviously all getting set up for... What is it? It's, we're talking about... 4.3, is that right? I'm pretty sure. 4.3, 4.4, 4. 4, 4, 4, yeah. something like that. So uh, when this comes out, uh, <laughs> Delnoy says, meh, I don't even have a printer. <laughs> <laughs> I do, and the problem is I don't actually, I'm not that badly affected by it because if anything I want to print, I just put it onto my Mac and I'll print it out later. Yeah. But my wife really wants printing yeah. off this iPad. She really wants printing off this iPad. Yeah. So 4.3 says Delta Knight. Thank you very much for the confirmation. Uh, now, iOS, though, along with the update, the Catholic Church... Has just, <laughs> I'm sorry, I have trouble. I have trouble even talking about this with a straight face. The Catholic Earth, Catholic Church has approved its official confession app. I'm sorry, I have, I'm not Catholic. I have a problem with this. Though, and I, if there are any Catholics in our chat room, please talk to me. All right, yeah. is this just the Catholic Church trying to like you know like ramp back its like employees or something it's like you know rather than having to have confession booths everywhere so what what show me a picture i don't know if there's actually a picture here or not but basically you can use your you can use your confession app to yeah. give your confession and then it gives you penance now apparently it has in-app purchases too and this is the part that really got me what so i'll buy i buy 99 cents one hail mary <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then well, apparently- no, no, i imagine the in-app purchasing is probably pay tithing like, ah, they'll be asking for tithes, so yeah, it's like, wow, can you imagine how much money they could make off that? <laughs> so you can phone God directly now, says <laughs> Snake Oz. <laughs> Snap, Snake. <laughs> well done. Oh, they well were going done. to call it the priest in your pocket. Now, that would have been a bad call. <laughs> oh, dude, there are so many reasons you shouldn't do that. Oh, that's awesome. So the, the app is actually called Confession, a Roman Catholic app. Well, Just in case we didn't understand. Yeah, of course. You know? um, and yes, but no, 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 it's important to know it's a Roman Catholic app. Roman Catholic app, yeah. that's right. According to the article, and this is coming from uh, the Wall Street Journal, reliable source, guys. Mm. It says here, Confession of Roman Catholic app, which went on sale through Apple's iTunes website for one pound $1. nineteen last week. So it's probably, what, that's about two bucks Australian, mm-hmm. right? Two pounds. Two forty-nine. Why isn't it free? Um, because... Because Catholic Church is the richest business in the world. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a personalized examination of conscience for each user. Oh, and remove custom sins. Oh, oh that's right. awesome. You get custom sins. 
Oh, how do, do you just enter them in and it adds yeah, to a yeah. database or something? Yeah, yeah. So you've got like a database of all the sins you've committed and you can just pick them out. Now, wouldn't this be funny if you added a custom sin and said, no, that already exists? <laughs> <laughs> that would be funny. Okay, the confession uh, button opens a screen that begins, quote unquote, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. A series of sin checkboxes invites the penitent to declare whether they have offended their parents, their family, or if a child. Uh, or, if, or if a child failed to tidy their room. <laughs> oh, dear God. Um, uh, however, the app is not intended to replace the real confessional, and the words at the end of the confessional process carry an implicit invitation to visit a priest. Or a psychiatrist. One of the two. <laughs> oh, dear. Pressing the finish button brings up a spiritual quotation from a Catholic saint, such as Francis de Sale or Catherine de Sena. Our desire is to invite Catholics to engage in their faith through digital technology. Wasn't it the Catholic Church that was actually saying digital technology was evil uh, and a sin a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, was that the last pope? Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, man. Oh, man. Okay, so quoting Pope Benedict, he says, To proclaim the gospel through the new media means not only to insert expressively religious content into different media platforms, but also to witness consistently in one's own digital profile and the way, in the way one communicates choice, preferences, and judgments that are fully consistent with the gospel. That sounds like the intro to Facebook. <laughs> Do you think the Pope's on Twitter? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I think we could probably find that. I think we need to look up the post on, Pope on Twitter. Twitter. I think this is quite possibly one of the most stupid app ideas that I've heard in a long time. Although, no, 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 I take it back. It's genius. <laughs> and it will, make, money wise. it will make the church a bucket of money. All right. Um, and it'll also make all those uh, fallen Catholics, the ones that don't go to church and stuff, feel better about themselves. You know, <laughs> they're the ones who go, oh, I haven't been to church in 20 years. I haven't done this. I haven't done that. Oh, but I have the app now. Yeah. You know, and they'll feel better about themselves and about their faith for doing it. I just think, wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Let's move to the next app, which I like even better. Gameloft is famous for ripping off other games, packaging them up, and selling them as iOS devices. Uh, you were saying recently you were playing the Uncharted. Yep. The uh, Uncharted one was probably the first kind of like dip for me. They do some really good games. They've mm. got one. Like they, they hit all the, main, all the really popular games too, or at least all the games that had really good yep features to them like i'm playing a game at the moment which is kind of a space version of crimson skies which is a very famous xbox mm -hmm. game um, oh i saw that one on yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah um nova is a yeah. halo ripoff it's like they make really good and on the iphone you can get one i think it's called lost empires uh which is basically a uh, warcraft yeah uh, it's like not world of warcraft it's like warcraft uh, 3 yeah. Um, and it's very good. It's very well done. And the controls, I've been waiting for it to come out on iPad. I always thought it would be really nice on iPad, but they've never released an iPad version. Um, didn't, did Gameloft do, no, that was, into, that was um, Electronic Arts that did the Assassin's Creed one, weren't they? Yes. Yeah, that no, was, yeah. that was the official That's the Assassin's official one, Creed. yeah. yeah. Well, Gameloft is at it again. All right. It was, uh, they have come out, uh, this is released, don't look for it yet. It's actually released on iTunes next week i think it comes out on the oh, okay. 18th is what they're actually saying yeah it's a game called starfront and basically it is starcraft reworked for ah. an ios device but i gotta tell you i think they nailed it and if and if blizzard isn't going to come to the party and put it on the ios device this could be the way to go here's the trailer for starfront this. 
Sinistra, a castaway planet full of rare Zenodium crystals. This mineral is coveted by a human mining conglomerate, the Consortium. But the Myriad, an indigenous race of aliens, will do everything they can to prevent the Consortium from plundering their precious resources. To add to the chaos, a savant robot race called the Wardens will try to turn the war in their favor. Whose side will you rally? So there you go. There Just is iPhone only. Sorry? Just said iPhone. Oh, didn't really? Is it iPhone only? Because it looked like an iPad in the background in that other one. No, no, it was just a shot. Didn't actually show a thing. So, uh, look, I hope it comes out on iPad because those sort of games really do play better on iPad. I don't care. I'm so excited for that game. <laughs> that just looks awesome. Look, I like the idea that it's got four-player multiplayer. I think mm. that's fantastic. The four iPhones all going simultaneously. Callison's uh, is saying it looks like Command <laughs> Conquer. I'd actually go a step further and say that it actually looks like Total Annihilation. Which mm. is cool as well because I love that game. So. It looks a little bit like Command and Conquer on the iPad, but the Command and Conquer on the iPad didn't work very well. It so. sucked balls. Yeah, I it think did. Was sucked the balls. Was, you were looking for. Yeah, that's actually probably better. Yeah. Uh, okay, and somebody's saying they think the iPhone would be a bit small for it, and that's my thought. Is yeah. that for that sort of game, like when I was playing that other real time strategy game, uh, you really want the bigger screen. You yeah. want to be able to really yeah, 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 select yeah. troops and stuff. Mm-hmm. So hopefully there is an HD version of it. All right, um, now. Uh, this was actually one that I thought was interesting for you, Josh. Yep. Apparently, surveys have now come out, and one of our staples of our economy basically has been video game sales. Video game sales have been always, like, they never falter, right? Mm. Uh, the three most profitable businesses in the world are video games, followed by porn, followed by the film industry, basically. Okay? Yeah. Uh, video, games have always, video games have always beaten porn. However, latest surveys coming out, and Sydney Morning Herald has got the story, which basically says the video game sales in retail outlets have plummeted. Of and, and they're actually 17% down, I think, was the figure. Uh, sorry, 16% down from 2010, uh, because everybody is going to online purchase. Mm. And we are now seeing that fundamental shift where box stores or brick-and-mortar stores may finally be being done, basically. Well, look, I've worked at a video game store, and I left a video game store, and I left because it was me and, like, one other staff member, maybe maximum in a day, and I might see 15 customers all day. It's like the the days where you do this, it's like Steam is one of the things that's mm. killed us. People used to rock up, especially P- PC people, used to rock up to grab a 10 to $15 game from a bin to play just to pass some time yeah. because we had nothing else to do. Now Steam's got it for $6. Yeah. Why the hell would you leave the house? It's sure. like you lose that. And then basically those people that start getting into that start realizing that they can order the same game online for $60 and lose 10 gigs off their cap, which they have 100 of. It's like 
it just doesn't make sense anymore. No one's interested in going into a store and buying it because they won't refund PC games, so you've lost half your PC market right there. Um, the service in these stores is the only thing that keeps it going, and JB's got better prices. So it's like the game store stores are just going to slowly crumble hmm. because there's nothing left for them. Yeah. And we're seeing that across the board. I mean, now that Mac has got their App Store, there's been talk about the fact that Apple is removing boxed software out of the Apple stores. Mm. <laughs> I don't think it'll all go because a lot of their pro apps and stuff haven't hit yeah. App Store yet. But we're going to see Windows, as uh, Microsoft is talking about doing an App Store. So we're going to see Windows software directly transferred via an online store. Uh, where uh, Linux has always had online yeah. marketplaces. Uh, iPhones is all online software. Android has like three marketplaces. Mm. Uh, even Nokia has a marketplace. You've got iPhones, which are killing a large portion of um, gaming because a lot of people are now switching to it to play games. It's just realistically an easier way to do things. Mm. And I mean... It's just going to keep going this way, more and more and more. It's like, look, physical media is a great concept, but reality is that we all, that apart from collector's editions, people don't necessarily show up on day one. We wait until mm. it's cheaper and then go and grab Delta it. Delta Knight in our chat room has raised a very interesting point, which is, says, yeah, caps have really fixed the problem of online stores. It's true. Our caps have increased mm. uh, considerably, and yep. we are now able to do stuff like pull down two gigabyte games off Steam and stuff like yep. that, which we couldn't do a couple of years ago. People would talk about how, oh, you know, this is what you have to do, and we'd say, yeah, that's all fine for the American people, but for us... We can't do that. Yeah. You know, we don't have the bandwidth to do it. Now we really do have the bandwidth. I don't even... Yes, freaks, Nokia sucks ass. We've already talked about that many times. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, we've... Yeah, we've reached a point now where we can online shop. We can mm. pull down software without much threat of tapping ourselves out too yeah. much. Um, especially the people in our chat room. I'm sure you guys have all got pretty large caps. Well, know? and also it's... Um you get smarter as you go along, like the more that you use it. Like as an example, I've bought five games off Steam over the last month. Um, I've only downloaded two of them. I wait until my cap resets and then I grab a couple hmm, more. Because you, can, like, you know you're not going to play them all straight away. Yeah, exactly. And most services have on and off peak. Mm. So you can say, okay, well, I'll make sure I download that one in the off peak section because I'm not going to play it for a couple of days anyway exactly. and so yeah. forth. So there are ways around it. So I think, I think online is the way it's going to go. I'm kind of sad in a way. I do like I do like box software. Hey, you're talking to a collector's edition hall. Well, man. that's right. Me too. And I like box sets. And I also like the idea that if my computer crashes, I don't have to re-download everything. I actually have everything on disk, and I can just reinstall it all. You know? Ah, but no, I totally disagree. Because as an example, I have my entire Steam library backed up on a hard drive. Oh well, yeah, okay, you could do that. Yeah. But not everybody's going to allow you to do that. Um, like, as an example, my copy of Windows on my machine is yeah. a virtual copy of Windows, right? Yeah. It was actually pulled down from a server, purchased online, yeah. pulled down from a server. I'm going to have to re-download that again if I ever need to reset my system up. You Wait, know I mean? reset your system or reinstall it? Or because reinstall technically, it. technically, if you build a recovery disk from the second Yeah, but who builds a recovery disk? No, but that's what I'm saying. It's like... <laughs> All of these options are available. It's yeah. a matter of getting into our heads. Yeah, I mean, we could just we back it But once again, then you get into this issue of if it's all going on the cloud and all going virtual, why are we keeping huge amounts of backups? We could just have the original disk, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like, so I don't know. It's a rock or a hard place here, guys. It really. Yeah. But then, like, um, there are so many advantages now to the online world. Like, as an example, Steam does this amazing thing which allows you to cloud 
all of your save files. Mm. So as an example, I started playing StarCraft on my old laptop. When we got the new machine in the lounge room, I put it on that one. When I put it on that one, um, all of my save games and all my data and all my players and everything were all there. Because it's all across the state. You can't do that with the disc copy. That's true. That's true. That's true. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many reasons why we're going to this. It's just like... Reality is that all these all these stores are going to die. <laughs> Delta Knight just says, crap, he just backed up his PC onto an external hard drive, 480 gigabytes. <laughs> uh, no, I don't trust the cloud, freak. I've had way too many problems to ever believe it. And actually, freak, it's interesting you mentioned that because we're going to move into some general tech now. And one of the stories we're going to talk about in the general tech is Motorola Zoom. Because Josh and I had this conversation last night just before going into the movie that we really are at a point where, yes, the cloud is great. Mm. Yes, the cloud is wonderful. It's got some really good features. But I don't trust it and I don't want it to – I don't want to be dependent Mm. on it. And that's a very big factor. And uh, this came up this week because the Zoom, which we talked about last week, Motorola's tablet, which is supposed to be the great white knight of the Android tablets. This is running the brand new version uh, the tablet-specific version of Android. It was demonstrated, and everybody was freaking out about it, and they're all saying, isn't this the most wonderful thing in the world? And it's going to beat the iPad. And two questions immediately rose. Well, actually, one major question immediately rose to mind, which is, how much yeah. is this thing going to cost, right? Mm. Well, rumors have now come out. Uh, Best Buy leaked uh, its price. Uh, it wasn't supposed to come out yet, but it basically one of its prices came out online. It's seven ninety nine. For the, ba- for the base model. And you look at it and go, that is actually not competitive to the iPad. And people are probably going to jump to the iPad just purely. F- who, is, who would ever have thought that you could say Apple was cheaper? Mm. You know, that's mm. a very interesting concept. So, okay, first but of all. 799 how big is the drive in it? No idea. I know it's 10.1 inch, I think it is. Mm. Um, I think it's the size of screen. I don't know how big the drive is. But yeah, okay, it's got an SD card slot and it's got... No, 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 because realistically, man, if you compare apples to apples, right? The Mm -hmm. cheapest uh, iPad in Australia that actually has the 3G as well, which is technically what this has... All right, well, that brings us to our next point. We'll get to the next point, but technically is 794. Okay, but... For Android, which is supposed to be the cheaper alternative. Um, (coughs) That brings us to the next point, which is in the fine print of the Zoom. Let's say you buy it and say, I don't want a data plan. Now, this is the thing. A lot of people don't want the 3G. A lot of people just want a Wi-Fi tablet. Right? We've all got Wi-Fi at home. We visit our Wi-Fi cafeterias mm-hmm. and so forth. We don't want a 3G. We don't want monthly reoccurring costs. We just want to buy our tablet and it's done. Mm. Well, the the Wi-Fi version of the Zoom, because the Zoom is a Wi-Fi device, apparently in the fine print. Now, I haven't got full confirmation on any of this yet, so take this with a grain of salt. But according to the article that was on um, Gizmodo, or uh, what was Giz- it? I think uh, it, I think it's TechCrunch actually is who it is, actually is, but. Uh, Gizmo Crunch is where this article comes from, but this has been around for a while, and they've been talking about it on a lot of the other podcasts as well. Apparently, you have to buy a compulsory data plan yeah. on 3G for to activate it. Mm. So if you don't, basically you say, yeah, I'm only, only going to use it as a Wi-Fi device. Here's the kicker. You can't get to the settings to adjust the Wi-Fi settings until you've actually put it onto a 3G network to unlock and verify the device. So you have to buy a $40 in America, a $40 data plan, which you will immediately cancel, but it's going to, so whatever the price is, add $40 to it because you have to have this data plan 
to activate the goddamn tablet. That's awesome. This is one of the most stupid pieces of design I've ever seen. What computer have you ever bought in your life that doesn't, the first thing that comes up is say, what's your Wi-Fi password? Yeah. It should sniff out the Wi-Fi before it does anything. Yeah. And then you should be able to activate your device via Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. You know? This is so stupid. And somebody said, you might as well just get the 3G one. <laughs> Absolutely. So, look, we need more information. Okay, I've got uh, some information here. It's a one gig processor, 1080p video, um, 32 gig storage. So it's actually bigger than the cheapest iPad with 3G. That's not bigger. Mine's 32. Yeah, no, but yours was a Wi-Fi one. Oh, right. Mine's Wi-Fi. Mine's Wi-Fi. The 3G Wi-Fi. versions <clears throat> of the Apple iPad in But if I gig, just want a Wi-Fi tablet... Then don't buy a Motorola. <laughs> the Zoom is going to fuck me, all right? Yeah. Quite frankly. Uh, so anyway, we are waiting for more information. But it says here, according to this article on Gizmo Crunch, it says... Uh, it's got an $800 price tag. Buyers uh, may, in fact, need to fork out $820, so not $40, $20, uh, on that tablet. The extra $20 is for the cheapest data plan and will be compulsory for Wi-Fi usage. Mm. It says, according to the Best Buy ad, to activate Wi-Fi functionality on this device, a minimum month data subscription is required. Wow, that's so shit. That's just terrible. What? <laughs> I don't even understand the logic behind it. To yeah. activate Wi-Fi, you have to put it on 3G. Yeah, that's good. That's a good yeah. effort. And you know what? At that price, with this complications, I think iPad's going to have a boost in sales. Because you know what? iPad 2 is going to come out. It's going to have more storage. It's going to have a camera. It's going to have a faster processor. And it's going to be the same price. Because mm. that's um, what Apple does. But look, to be honest, man, I also just want to throw in the mix for anybody that hasn't actually looked up. And um, Keep your eyes on the Black, uh, BlackBerry uh, playbook. Yeah, but the problem with the BlackBerry playbook is you have to be a BlackBerry user. To get functionality, network functionality, it has to be talking to a BlackBerry. Again, look, I mean, I know that's a pain in the ass, but if you are a BlackBerry user... If you're a BlackBerry user, apparently Eight it's to brilliant. ten hours, yeah. it's brilliant looking. Yeah, no, apparently... <laughs> Callison wants a good Windows tablet. They don't exist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Windows 7 is not ready for the tablet market. All right. It's as simple as that. They've tried. It really isn't designed for it. What uh, what Windows needs to do is they need to look at Windows Phone 7. Mm -hmm. They need to look at that operating system, and they need to modify that for a tablet market. That may come. Now, that was a piece of news I want to throw in here really quickly. Well, look, Motorola will be looking for an end. Into this market. Yeah. Well, Motorola, but more importantly... Sorry, uh, not Motorola, Nokia. More importantly, that's why I want to come up with... uh, uh, It's not in our show notes. This was breaking news that actually happened this morning. I got it on the ZDNet uh, newsletter. We speculated last week about this, but apparently they have made the deal. Apparently Nokia and Microsoft are getting into bed together. So we will see a generation of Nokia phones coming out with Windows Phone 7. Yeah. Now, I can only assume that Nokia is also going to want to enter the tablet market. Yeah. And you know what? Nokia's got the chance because Nokia have always been firm supporters of the concept of addition. So things like USB ports and stuff like this. Mm. They could be the one that finally breaks the barrier of all the stuff people have been I want to see the N8 with Windows Phone 7 on it. Yeah. That's what I want to see. Yeah, no. It would have been a great phone if it wasn't. I want to see the win. I want to see see the N8 Mark II with a faster processor. Um, and Windows 7 on it. Yep. Everything else about that phone is fine. Yeah. Faster processor and 
Windows Phone 7. Yeah. Uh, I think that would be the way to go. So, look, well, I am really curious. Uh, the analysts are all saying that if Nokia was really smart, they would keep three operating systems on the board. Mm-hmm. They would keep basic Symbian for their, uh, for their um, candy bar phones, yep. for their burners and their throwaways and their cheap shit. They would have their new... Um, I always forget uh, the Moby. name of it. Mo- no, me, Moby, Mivo, yeah, whatever that goddamn thing is called, that new operating system they're working on. They have that for their uh, mid-range smartphones because there are going to be Nokia fanboys out there who really want Migo. Yeah. Migo. Migo. There it is. <laughs> Migo. <laughs> Migo. Uh, the Migo software because the Nokia fanboys are really going to want that next generation. Yeah. There are people out there, believe it or not, who love Symbian. I can't stand it, but there are people out there who love it, all right? And they're going to yeah, want that. those are people that have never played with anything fast. That's true. And then for their high-end smartphone market, because they've never been able to crack that market, that's where you put the Windows Phone yep. 7 stuff on. Windows Phone 7, by the way, guys, is really pretty, all right? <laughs> I got a chance at Josh's work the other day to finally get my hands on a Galaxy Tab. And Josh is right. It is slow as shit. It's horrible. The lag time on it, I mean, it's a pretty device and everything else, yeah, but yeah. the lag time on it, just moving from one screen to the next is like, you flick, beat, then it moves. And yeah. it's like, wow, that's really, that's so slow. Yeah. Uh, is there, are there Nokia fanboys? Yes, Freak, they live in Europe. Yeah. Huge Nokia um, user base in Europe. Let's not forget that they still own 33% of smartphones. Um, and that's mainly European market. They're yeah. huge overseas, just not in the States. Uh, yes, and Freak says they were going to go to Windows Phone 7, but it hasn't been around long enough uh, for them yet. And I agree with you. Wait till it's – I'm waiting for the next generation. Second generation, uh, Windows Phone 7 still doesn't have cut and paste. It still doesn't have a whole bunch of features that you would think by now coming late into the game Windows they would have protected. Windows always being like that. Man, That's right. This is so, nothing new. Do you know what I know the most interesting fact I heard the other day? Yeah. And if this is not right, I apologize, but this is what I heard. I heard that Windows um, Mobile – Mm. The the other generation is still outselling Windows Phone Seven. Oh, dude, that's horrible. I know, isn't that just that's like wow? Really, people are still going for Windows Mobile Six, you know? So wow, that's really kind of scary. Anyway, the other piece of news I wanted to bring up really quickly because we talk about them a lot. We're gonna have to skip over a couple of these stories because we're actually running a little over. But um, uh, which is stunning. <laughs> um, over time, uh, Sony. Yes has basically had a tantrum. And I think this is so funny. Talk about cutting off your nose to spite your face. Yeah. Last week, we talked about Sony being rejected from the App Store for their book reader. Mm-hmm, right? mm-hmm. This week, and I don't know if it's because of the book reader or not. Uh, I'm sure that was a catalyst for it. Sony has turned around and basically said, well, that's it. I'm taking my bat and ball and going home. They are threatening to remove all Sony content from iTunes. Like what? Music, movies. Everything. They're talking about taking their entire catalog and starting their own online store. You know, this has been done before. Yeah. And it failed last time. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I was like. Good idea. Good idea, Sonny. Because look, you know what? I have no problem with them wanting to set up their own store. They have a huge catalog. They can do this if they Mm -hmm. want to. But the problem is the average person. We're not even talking about us. We're talking about Joe Blogs down the road and mom and pop. Right, the average person doesn't want to have to go seeking stuff, nope. and if they have one-stop shopping, mm-hmm. that's where they're going to go. 
Yeah. And this is what happened with things like Hulu and stuff like that. If you remember, they had a hissy fit. They had a tantrum. Fox and NBC and so forth stepped away and pulled all their content from iTunes, went off and established things like Hulu and all these other things. Yeah. And eventually, six months later, came back to iTunes because yeah. that's where they make money. Yeah. Exactly. You know? And the thing is, yes, Hulu is very successful, but it doesn't make them any money. Yeah. You know? And they want to make money. All these companies are about making money. Yep. You know? And Sony is going to take all their content and they're going to move it away to somewhere else. And people are going to say, but well, so I'll shop here. Typically Sony. Man. It is. Like, it's just they haven't – do they look at their own sales? Do they look at the sales of visual content on the PlayStation? Because surely that's a representation mm. of how much of a dumb idea this is. It's like you are at a situation where your PlayStation is only just starting to hit the market and just starting to be the winner out of the three. It's starting to be the one that everyone has in their home, mainly because you gave it out for free for every single TV for like two years. But you managed to get into households. It's got this dominating market. That doesn't mean that it's going to all of a sudden sell a million albums when you drop a store onto it. People are going to have to find it. They're going to have to start using it. And that's not including all those people that will look on iTunes mm-hmm. for it. It's like if they can't find it there, they'll just go into a store also, and buy it. Also, let's face it. People are still wary of online shopping. Even yeah. to this day, people are wary. They don't yeah. want to give their credit card number out to everyone. All right? Yeah. They've already given their credit card number out to iTunes. They're already established there. They're already locked in there. A good example of this, Microsoft put in video rentals on Xbox. Yeah. I have free unmetered traffic on Xbox on my service. Yeah. I never buy movies on Xbox. No. I will always go to iTunes and buy them because that's where my accounts are set up. That's where and my devices are all configured. the range is undeniably better. <laughs> yeah, it's absolutely. Like the range on it, like if you go to iTunes, you will be surprised if it's not there. If you go to Xbox and it's not there, you'll be like, damn, well, I'll go to iTunes. Hmm. Ah, it's just, Sony are just these people that have spent their entire... Mark my words. If they do pull out, they haven't pulled out yet, but if they do pull out... They'll be back. Six months. I give them six months and they'll be back in the, in the iTunes store. It just pisses me off because I've got to the point where I'm starting to buy most of my music on iTunes. And it's like realistically pulling a whole bunch of music is just going to piss off the consumer. And people say, but if there's competition, that's good. Yes, absolutely. Competition is always good. But in America, North America, we don't get the service here. But in North America, Amazon started an online store. Yep. You can buy digital music on the Amazon store. And yes, it is very, very popular. And yes, a lot of people buy digital music from the Amazon store. But iTunes is still miles ahead. Yeah. Because iTunes has that convenience of being easier to search. Yeah. Easier to find your stuff. No, no, but Amazon has this giant web system already built up around it. Hmm. People go to Amazon and all they have to do is put links in amongst what you will stumble over in an average day. So somebody looking up a book on a particular artist and it comes up going, CD for $5.60. And they go, cool. And they click over Mm. and go to it. What does Sony do? Where do they start? They start fresh. You have to this be specific. Is a dumb idea. And you have to specifically be looking for something. Like, look, Warner Brothers has their online archive, right? Yeah. Now, Warner Brothers films are still available on iTunes. You go there, you buy films. But if there's something really hard to find, you can go to the Warner archives in the States, and yeah. you can look for it, seek it out, find it. But it, you specifically have to be looking for it. You're not going to go visit the Warner archives just for the hell of it. Yeah, or as a perfect example, Northy said in the chat room, it's like when it comes to music funk comp- fuck competition, I just want to be able to search for any band or any song in iTunes and find it. That's right. That's the way that it has to be. iTunes like- at the moment is the online JB. 
Look, think about it like this, though. You've got... Um, no, I wouldn't go JD. No, but, but the it, concept of there's music, there's games, there's... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, okay, it's a superstore, right? You go there and you expect to find what you want, you know? But so is Big Pond, and this is a perfect example. I actually got gifted a card for Big Pond. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually went, you know, sort of, here's $50 worth of credit, go out and do it. It came with my um, Nokia N8 when I first got it. I ran it, I installed it, I used it. N95. Nothing... Yeah, N95. Yeah. Nothing was there. Hmm. Nothing was available. There was just nothing in the store. It took me 15 minutes to find a CD I would actually buy. And it's just, that's a perfect example of why this sort of shit doesn't work. I will never go back to that store again because anything I wanted to look for outside the realm hmm. of stupid pop music is not there. Yeah. Also, we've had somebody, and just speaking of that concept of not there, I just need to backtrack just one second. Somebody in our chat room, and I can't even go back and find it now, but somebody in our chat room said, Hulu is coming to Australia. Mm. Let's be very clear about this. This is not the same Hulu. Mm. It's the same company. It's the same service, but the content will be Australian specific. Mm. So don't expect Hulu to come to Australia and suddenly go, oh, we get all those American shows. doesn't work that way. What you'll be getting on Australian Hulu is all the stuff that's been on Australian TV. Yeah. So it's going to be the same crap that we already get here. It's not like it's some magic bullet that we're going to suddenly get all this wonderful stuff. Hulu here will be showing, quite frankly, will be showing stuff Mm. like Neighbors and Home and Away and, you know, all the stuff that is on Australian television. It's just the way it's like our iTunes has all the stuff that has been on Australian television. We don't get the stuff that's on American television. Yeah. Uh, They are specific to the country. So uh, sorry to bring you down, (laughs) but it's the way it's going to be. I'm not excited about Australian Hulu. I'm more excited about getting an anonymous proxy server and hitting American Hulu. (laughs) So uh, is what I'm much more excited about. Yeah. Uh, Because, yeah, I, I don't watch Australian TV on the most part anyway, except for some Foxtel stuff. I just... Just, just, yeah, you don't have to the say The programming it. is terrible in this yeah. country. <clears throat> All right, so we are in agreement that Sony is being a spoiled brat in this situation, mm-hmm. and they really need to um, get over this. I do want to show you this video very quickly, and then we're going to move into uh, just a, quick, a couple of quick geek things real quickly. Yeah. But this video I really want to show you. This is actually, for our audio listeners, it is kind of visual. So let me just set the scene for you. Uh, Nokia has Nokia Labs, right, where they do all sorts of experimental shit. Mm. (coughs) Excuse me. This was a uh, new interface that you could download. If you are a Nokia user and you're using one of their new N8 phones, you can download this. And I saw this interface and I thought, I want this interface on other devices. Basically what it is is the lock screen of the phone. Yeah. And it has little bubbles floating around the lock screen that are various things like the camera or the phone and stuff like that. And instead of having to unlock the whole phone, if you just want to make a phone call, you grab the bubble that has the phone and just drag it and drop it on top of the lock. And the phone becomes active. Or if you want the camera, you just drag the little bubble that is the camera, throw it on top of the lock, and the camera becomes active. And it's just just a fun way of unlocking the phone without having to go through the whole process of unlocking and getting everything going. So have a look at the video and tell me what you think. So this is is a video demonstration of it, and uh, you can check out our live feed to see this, or the link will be in our show notes, of course. So have a look at this. Hi, I'm Paul Esikainen, and I would like to show you an experimental prototype for unlocking your phone in a new way. When your phone is sleeping and you press the apps key, you'll see different bubbles flying around your screen. Each bubble is a shortcut to a particular action. To unlock the phone, grab the key bubble and move it onto the lock drop point. New messages and missed calls have their own bubbles, 
which you can use to open the message or call the person back by just tracking the bubbles to their drop points. There's also bubbles for profiles, friends, music player and more. You can download bubbles for your new Symbian phone and tell us what you think at Nokia Beta Labs. Have fun! How cute is that? It's cute, but I'm sorry, but when I'm walking down a road really, really fast, I don't want to try and hit the bubble <laughs> as I'm walking down also, the road. Also, the one problem I had with it, of course, is the fact that it starts off with like three bubbles on the screen. Yeah. But as more things like text messages, more bubbles are appearing on the screen. Could you imagine how full yeah. that front page could become? Dude, seriously, I need to be able to do everything one-handed like this, right? And I just don't think that's a simple enough think, system. Plus, it's running on Symbian. So well, run look, like it is the N8, so I mean, yeah, but I'm talking about the, the conceptually. Uh, but the other thing I was looking at... pressing a button and have it just open like that, like a bunch of bubbles that you can then click and drag... Mm. That's cool, but the idea of them all bouncing. Well, I think the that's also around. it's kind of like screensaver as well. The yeah. fact that they're moving keeps it actually. Ah, oh, look, it's kind of cute. I don't think it'll ever move outside of Nokia, yeah. and I don't think uh, the Nokia platform is long for this world. So you know, it's the way it is. Yeah. All right, we're going to uh, move into some just quick geek stuff <laughs> because uh, our tech section went a little bit longer than planned. Yeah. But uh, we've got a couple of geek things. We're not going to do all of these, and we're going to fly through some of these pretty fast. First of all, I thought it was very amusing to find out. Moto has the article that 25% of hookers in America are now using Facebook yeah, to do their hookups. Cool. I yeah. think that's pretty cool. So, so much for the lockdown uh, Facebook where you can't do anything. The hookers are finding a way around it, apparently. Yep. So, uh, so good luck to you. So, if you're looking for a hooker, Facebook could be your hookup place now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, this was a story from last week. We didn't get to it because we were hot and we were running out of time. But I had to bring it back for this week because it actually made me laugh. The porn industry in America is getting desperate they actually took to court the free companies you know these companies that actually show you free porn online basically saying it's not fair you're you're doing stuff for free and it's taking away our sales it's not fair (laughs) apparently it was thrown out of court yeah (laughs) they basically said well you know, if they want to do it for free, that's you their see business. The judge sitting there going, "Now, what's your legal standing for this?" Our legal standing is it's not fair. <laughs> I just thought that was really cute. I love it. We've got we've got um, freak saying hookbook, uh, hookbook. instead of oh, Facebook, yes. which I think is awesome. And then we have uh, Dell Knight saying, "Suck it up, suck it up, guys." <laughs> it's true. I mean, it's uh. like uh, it's like you come up with a great product and somebody else is doing it free, and you, say, you can't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, uh, in England, a parent has asked or begged, in this case, Microsoft's forgiveness because her son ran up a thousand pounds worth of Microsoft Live purchases. Um, and I'm going to say, like Dell tonight, suck it up, lady. Oh, dude, look at them. Too. I know. I know. There's a picture of them on the article. This is from Geekology. Uh, apparently, she set up the Xbox. Uh, she put her credit card number in so they could do a particular thing, and then she left. And he went, "Oh, that's cool," and just started to buy stuff because, yep. of course, credit card details were in there. And all I would say is, as a parent myself, yeah, turn on parental controls if your child is old enough to buy stuff, or deactivate the I'm password. Sorry. Look at that kid. He knew what he was doing. Yeah, of course, he did. He looks like Damien. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but you can't. That whole photo and the setup and the fact that he's still got the controller in his hand, she will not take the controller out of his hand. She just doesn't want to pay for the bill because she doesn't want to have to discipline her kid. She wants Microsoft to say it's just okay to do that. That's sort of right. Stuff. Quote unquote, she entered her debit card details into the family Xbox to pay for Brendan's subscription to his favorite game. I assume she paid for Xbox Live Gold. 
Yeah. Okay. Uh, however, Brendan apparently uh, repeatedly clicked on addi- uh, additions and extensions, racking up one thousand eighty-two pounds, one thousand eighty-two pounds fifty-two p uh, debt to her account over six months. Does she didn't notice stray yeah. charges? Going onto this card, I follow my bank statement. I would know if money was disappearing out of my yeah. account. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. Uh, but Dawn wants her experience to be a lesson to other parents and blames Microsoft for making it of too course. easy to buy stuff. Yeah. So what about watching your 11-year-old kid? Also, wait a minute. With Microsoft, you don't just buy with a credit card. Mm-hmm. You buy points. Yeah. Which that- then you buy stuff with the points. Yeah. So he'd have to have been doing point transactions, which no, are... No, no, no. Larger transactions. Well, she, he, she would have been, he would have been buying points with her money off her card. But that's what I'm saying. So they would have been lump sum transactions yeah. to buy points. Yeah. Wouldn't she have noticed this over six Wouldn't months? Wouldn't she have noticed, A, the money coming out of her account, B, the fact that he is just constantly playing other games? Obviously not, because she obviously doesn't watch well, him doesn't at watch all. She doesn't watch him, obviously. And, uh, and then on, on top of that, these purchases should send you an email because... It's email to an account. He is 11, so she had to sign him up to Xbox Live. So she would have had to put up an email address, a live account email address, which would have had over 18 or a parental guide, which means that she would have been emailed every time a purchase went through, just also, like I do. Also, in theory, why didn't... I mean, all right, this is all good in hindsight, but like I, Nicholas has his own account, yep. right? But Nicholas doesn't have purchasing on his account. Yep. But because it's the same Xbox, whatever I purchase, he gets to play, yep. right? It shares across accounts. So why, doesn't, why didn't she set it up so that she could do the purchase? He'd come and say, I want to buy this. She does the purchase, and then, of course, he can then use it on his account. Yep. Exactly. He's 11. Best line is at the bottom of that, which sums everything up. Uh, he said with over 30... This is uh, the Microsoft rate. Microsoft says with over 30 million Xbox Live members across the world, customer complaints of this nature are extremely rare. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. No, reality is no one's going to pay for your bill. You didn't watch it. You don't watch your email account. You don't look after your kid. And you don't check your credit card I like bills, what she so. says. She says, the mother says, it is impossible to monitor everything your children do. These companies should ma- take some responsibility. They take advantage of vulnerable people. No. Email account, bank statements, and on top of that, parental son, controls. Exactly. You know, and you sit there and go, and also, no, it is not impossible to monitor everything your child does. Oh, and you know, oh, oh, oh. can I add the other point that when you set up an account, it actually asks you whether or not you want to use parental controls, mm-hmm. which means that when the Xbox was set up. And when you actually set up an account crap. for a child, it puts on compulsory controls exactly. because the child is well, under a certain is age and you have to put in your own details as the parent. I know because I did this for Nicholas and when I set up his account, it said because he is under a certain age, what is your email address? What is, and everything Nicholas does, I get emails for. Uh, this is, it's just like – this is what I'm saying. It's like every single thing that happens on that Xbox would be emailed to you saying, you just bought 15,000 points. Thank you. Wow. All I can say to all of this is, as a parent, take responsibility for yep. your children. All yep. right? Or punish the child. God Whoa, forbid. what a concept. God forbid. No, we he takes pun- out a thousand pounds worth of stuff, and you're asking Xbox to make it all better. Mm. Yes. Harden the fuck up. <laughs> Suck it up, woman. All right. Uh, this was a cute story. It was on Geekology. We're very quickly, we just passed through a couple of these. Uh, a kid... Uh, wanted to play World of Warcraft, but he had to finish his calculus homework first. Yeah. Um, and so he sent them an email and said, do you know the answer to this question? And they emailed back the answer. 
awesome. Now, they're not in trouble for that, right? No, 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 no. This is just one of those cute things where they basically said... Um, and then, but apparently there was a problem. There was yeah. a, a mistake in the equation, and the teacher says, what do you mean this is all World of Warcraft customer support's fault? <laughs> uh, anyway, so I just thought that was very cute that they would actually take the time to answer a calculus question. Well, um, they basically just sit there waiting to answer people's questions. But, like, I've just got it right now. That's customer service. <laughs> Absolutely. That's customer service. All right. You name me one other company you could phone up or email, and they would do that for you. That's right. Uh, speaking of children and taking, oh, and this is a parent who obviously did get there in time. A seven-year-old boy almost bought a Harrier jump jet. Uh, <laughs> one was for sale on eBay, and he clicked buy it now. <laughs> the, fa- the father had to jump in really quickly and send an apologetic email saying, uh, "Look, I'm really, really sorry, but he's seven, you know." <laughs> and uh, so they have actually relisted it and they've made it an auction item now, yeah, uh, instead of a buy it now. But uh, so the boy, but. Now that's a toy. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, we'll throw that one out there. All these links you can find in our show notes, by the way. Um, A little real. I've forgotten what this link is all about. Oh, oh, yes. A little bit of reason starts to shine through. Apparently, a person was fired for bitching about their boss on Facebook, yeah. and they were monitored. And of course, you know, the boss said you can't use social networking for that. But anyway, it was it was thrown out. Uh, basically, they had, she was said, no, you, of course you should be allowed to say whatever you want on a personal social network. It's got mm. nothing to do with work. Um, so, but this actually sets precedent. Because all these businesses, if you think about it, uh, all these horror stories we've heard over the last year, two years, where people say when you apply for a job, you have to tell them your Twitter accounts and your Facebook accounts, and they want to go check your what well, you've been funny doing. Funny enough, we have a sign up the back at um, JB, which says you are not allowed to talk bad about JB on your personal accounts, and everyone had How about to podcasts? sign. Podcasts. Everyone had to. Um, everyone had to sign a, a form saying that they agree with that. That said, personal things. Mm. This isn't a pod. This is a podcast. Yeah, this, this isn't is personal. That's right. And, and also, also, also you, you, could, actually... you could argue semantics as well by saying that I actually own it, so it's not your personal. <laughs> and look, I mean, you could go even further than that, Dave, and actually say that realistically, we don't actually say that much bad about them anyway. No, no, no. Actually, we're actually very pro. We're actually very pro JB. Yeah. So, um, uh, Two DVDs for the win. Absolutely. Look, I my, I wouldn't have my Blu-ray collection that it is today if it yeah. wasn't for JB Hi-Fi. So yes, JB for the win. Um, so anyway, but I do, I do think we've reached a certain point where what we do in our private lives is our private lives. What we do Word. at work is what we do at work. Mm-hmm. They should not mix. Yeah. You know, and I think it's getting to ridiculous levels that yeah. that guy, remember the guy from Best Buy can get fired because he makes that cute video about, you know, I don't care. I want yep. iPhone. And he gets fired for that. You sit yep. there and go, what is wrong with you people? Yep. You know? That was that was just the wrongest thing ever. And I also want to bring up very quickly two short ones. First of all, uh, actually three short ones. First of all, China plans to open a World of Warcraft slash Starcraft uh, a theme park. Yeah. Uh, which there are pictures of that you can find in our show notes. The best part of this whole story, of course, is that there is, they've not officially asked permission to do this as they are what to do in China. It is completely a knockoff yeah. uh, of everything that's going on. So you can have a look at that. Space shuttle may fly again. And you know how the uh, NASA has mothballed the space shuttles? A private company is looking at buying the fleet 
wow. and is looking at actually running private space shuttle missions. As they said, the space shuttle is a really reliable vehicle. It's tried and true. It's been working, and there's no reason why this thing should be mothballed. So they put in a tender. We haven't gotten an answer yet, but they put in a tender to actually take control of that fleet and actually fly them, which I think is fantastic. And last one is a picture, guys. You're going to have to go to the show notes to see the picture. I'm going to show it to Josh right now, though. Copenhagen knows how to make power plants. All right. Don't uh, they make ice cream? Yes, they do. But this is their new power plant, which will also double as a ski slope. Awesome. <laughs> and because you don't like the unsightly smoke, it blows smoke rings. <laughs> <laughs> is so, this a picture or an actual install? Uh, I'm not sure if this is an install or a picture at this point. It says it's going to be uh, it's, uh, basically it's an art yeah. exhibition at this point. Uh, it says only tabs of nose power plants. Um, I, it doesn't say whether it's real or just a, a demo oh, picture dude, at this either point. Way, it's cool. But it's fantastic. And look, I look at that picture and I go, yeah, man, drawing power for the town while skiing down it while it blows smoke rings. Only in Copenhagen could we get away with this. Have a look at the picture. It is very, very cute indeed. Yeah. Um, we have to move on to our weird food section because we are running very late. Once again, uh, Delta did send through uh, an epic mealtime. And I do suggest you go have a look at it because you'll never eat Mexican food again. Okay? Wow. But that's not what we're going to talk about on the show. Yeah. Because he also sent through uh, a link, which um, – oh, look, I, I, we have to do this. Our audio, okay. list, our audio listeners – I was going to skip over this because uh, we're running, running long, but it's only like 15 seconds. I've cut the video right down. Our audio listeners, you're not going to get anything out of this. I'm yeah. sorry. But if you go and follow the link, you can have a look. Um, I'm just going to show it. Mm. And then we'll talk about it. Okay, so just just look at a second, and for your audio listeners, you're just going to hear some music and some chatter, and then I'll explain what you're actually seeing here. Okay, here we go. <laughs> I'm sorry, is that is that not one of the creepiest things you've ever seen? It has a face. It's horrible. Okay, this is actually in a Japanese restaurant where they actually have monkey, a monkey as a waiter. Um, now, this was reported on a while ago, but apparently this restaurant has gone one step further by putting a kabuki mask on it now and a wig. And this thing just looks eerie now. And my first thought on all of this is, how is this not animal cruelty? I don't know. It's overseas. We can't. <laughs> it's overseas. True. These are the people that still hunt whales. Yeah, um, exactly. All right. So. so I just thought that was really creepy. So have a look at the video. Go to the link for the audio listeners. It's this little monkey with this weird kabuki face and wig. Yep. And it just looks weird. It's just odd. Yeah. But that's still not the weird food. Last year, when we started this whole weird food section, if you remember, we did a top. There was a list came out, which was like, like I think it was top five or something like that. Weirdest foods. Yep. Well, a new list has come out. And I thought oh, wow. that's what we're going to talk about today. Day, which is the top 10 grossest foods. Oh, God. Okay. Man. And I thought we'd just run through some of these very quickly um, because we're running long. So we'll just run through these very quickly. And you do go have a look at the Epic Meal Time. But this is for our show today. We say it's weird food. Let's live weird food. How yeah. about Kasu Marzu? What is okay? that? Okay. This is a cheese called maggot cheese. And right. as it's in fermenting stage, they actually put larvae into it. 
And so the little maggots grow inside the cheese, and you actually eat the maggots with the cheese. Mm-mm. Wow. Yummy. And this is a bal- balut. Now, if, uh, now, I've heard of balut before, so this is nothing new. But if someone placed a balut, uh, according to this article in front of you, you'd think you just got a hard-boiled egg. Yeah. But, in fact, a balut actually has a fertilized, it's a fertilized duck egg and actually has the embryo in it. Wow. Eee, eee, eee. I like this one. This, the picture just says it all. Potted meat. <laughs> it's just a, a tin of meat-like substance. And it's from Libby's. Libby's are the people who actually make the pumpkin mix for pumpkin pies. So oh. I don't know what you would actually do with this potted meat, but it's I just saw the fact that the front Throw it of, out. The front of the tin just says potted meat food product. <laughs> wow. Soylent green is people. <laughs> uh, fermented salmon heads. Oh. Mm-mm. Yeah, we like the fermented salmon heads. Apparently, this is an Alaskan delight. Yeah, all right, moving right along. Jellied moose nose. <laughs> that sounds like something out of Monty Python. <laughs> just, just, wow. Uh, all right, so the jellied moose nose. Uh, basically, the, uh, the moose's nose is removed, and it's boiled for a bit until the hairs become loose and you can easily pluck them free. Uh, a few spices are added, and the meat is boiled even longer until it disintegrates into a gl- oh. gelatinous mass. Oh, oh, yummy. <laughs> yummy. Bat paste. <laughs> of course. <laughs> of course. Uh, this delightful dish is considered weird even in the few Asian countries where it's eaten. <laughs> uh, first, a live bat is forced into a vat of boiling milk. Oh, of course. Of course. It's the only way to prepare it. Uh, then once it has reached optimum uh, malleability, the bat is sliced into fine bits, mixed with various herbs and spices, and mashed into a pulpy paste. <laughs> it's like, oh, yuck. It's cooking for people that don't know how to cook. Hazma. Hazma uh, uh, in China. What the fuck in China. is that? Do we have to go any further? <laughs> All right. Yeah, we do. Uh, in China, uh, this is considered uh, hazma dessert is a perfect punctuation to a great meal. This disgusting dish is basically the fallopian tubes of frogs. Right. In Yummy. What, what sort of way? Uh, sold in a dried, shrunken form, these amphibious reproductive organs are able to swell up to 10 to 15 times their dehydrated size once they are rehydrated with water. Afterwards, a bit of sugar is added to give them that special sweetness that most people desire from a dessert. Yes, no, I, I don't desire mm. that at all. Haggis. Number done. three is Next. haggis. We know haggis. Coxcomb. Even there's, the name is disgusting. There's just so many reasons why I don't want to you know, know what the, that is. You know the bit on top of a rooster's head? Yeah. That's oh, what, that's really? What, yeah, that's what this is. The floppy red mass resembling the upside-down glove on top of a rooster's head. Uh, once, Man, that must be so expensive. It was once served as a garnish alongside many traditional French foods. Coxcomb is still used as a common ingredient in many Italian dishes and sauces. Oh, well, there you go. There you go. And, of course, black pudding, which... Doesn't sound disgusting off the top of the back, but I really hate black pudding. The idea is it's congealed blood squeezed into a sausage tube, which just doesn't do anything for me at all. So there you go. There's some weird-ass foods for you this week. Yeah. If you have weird foods, send them to us. My stomach always feels vaguely churny after we finish the weird food section. All right. Let's get to our our geek picks of the week. As I say, if you want to have a look at uh, Epic Meal Time this week, uh, they've actually done uh, Mexican food, and boy, is it Mexican food like you've never seen. Uh, mm. They make tacos using bacon as the shell. <laughs> so, go, so go have a look at that. Wow. Josh, what have you got as a pick of the week for us? All right, um, I have a particular game that um, has become my new uh, 
addiction, I would call it. Um, look, the game, uh, the game has been on the top ten on the iPhone for quite a while. It's an iPhone only game. Uh, the game is called Dungeon Raid. It is the simplest RPG you will ever play, and it's played like Bejeweled, but. There is so much complexity to it, you will just continue to go back. And I'll tell you, I've been watching Josh play it. He was yeah. playing for about an hour before we started the show today. And yeah, it looks like a lot of fun. It's the kind of game where it's like the first time you play it, that first round that you will play, you will be like, this is really silly and really simple. And then you will get about 20 minutes in. Uh, no, it's not Puzzle Quest, dude. It is so much cooler than Puzzle Quest because it doesn't have any storyline or anything like that it's literally it comes up with a generic storyline at the start of everything which is hilarious you guys should read them but um then after that it's just one screen and you basically just get special moves spells uh you upgrade your characters you upgrade your weapons and all this sort of stuff but the entire game is just played simply like a bejeweled game but it's just so fun and so well made. So I would oh, so Puzzle Quest 2. No, because I, I bought Puzzle Quest 2 as well. And Puzzle Quest 2 is fucking shit. Yeah, no, no Brad, look, to, uh, Brad from the Movie Fan House channel What's has up? just entered our chat room. Brad, it's so good to see you, man. Dude, missed you so much. Uh, Brad has basically said, is it Puzzle Quest 2? Look, it isn't Puzzle Quest at all. The layout, the style is all basically, all these games are based on Bejeweled. Yep. Uh, but it is very different to Puzzle Quest. I have seen yep. it played, and it looks like a lot of fun. Yeah, no, guys, you should really check this one out. I'm not kidding. I bought this one on a whim just because someone had told me about it, and it has literally been... I put it in my room. This is what I do, because I have like five Apple devices in our house, and they're all connected to the same account. I just dropped it onto every device and just handed it to the people that are around my house, <laughs> and everyone stopped talking and didn't do anything apart from play this game for like four hours. So that's how good it is. So shut up and buy it. Um, yep, that's it. All right, I've got, I've got uh, two I'm going to bring up really quickly. Um, first one is uh, Stupid, uh, basically. Uh, but it's a, but both of mine are free, all right? So it doesn't hurt to try things that are free. Both are universal. They work on iPhone or iPad. The first one is called Little Crane, and it's a game, but it's a, basically uh, uh, looks like a, almost like a beta game. It's very, very simple, very, very open GL-type graphics. There's no texture mapping to it. It's very, very simple, and the idea is you have a little... Uh, claw crane that you can move in three-dimensional space and uh, forward, backwards, and you have control of the claw, and you have to basically solve whatever the puzzle is they've sent you. So they'll say you need to, like one of the testing rounds is you have to grab a basketball and sink it into the hoop Ah, and stuff like that. And 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 they get progressively harder. It's kind of fun. I don't know how long the playability has got going for, but it is worth having a look at, Uh, especially because I still think they're finessing the controls. I don't think the controls are perfect. The other one, though, is the more important one, which is actually... It's called Zinio, Z-I-N-I-O. If you remember going back a couple of weeks ago, Josh said one of the best things about the Android tablet was a magazine app where you could actually do in-app magazine purchases. And he goes, and that is so good. Why don't we have anything like that? Well, that app is called Zinio, and Zinio is now on iPad. Yeah. And uh, I've tried it out. I've installed it. It's free to install. And then you get a couple of magazines that are like free downloads to try it out. And if you like it, you can then do in-app purchases. Magazine selection isn't huge, but they have some, they have some, good, they have some good tech mags. There's a couple of PCs, a couple of Mac mags. Uh, Total Film is available on it, which I've subscribed to straight away because I quite like 
Total Film, um, and it's cheap. Total Film is like it's seven or eight dollars in the stores, and it's like four dollars eighty or something on yeah, and it's uh, thirty thirty eight dollars I think for a year subscription. No, no, yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so and I'm planning to get that next. So week. look, I have no problem with the app. I think the app is really good. It's a little old fashioned in the sense that there's a lot of people in the tech industry right now who are saying, "Oh, but this is an old analog. We're supposed to actually have a few, you know things that are updating constantly, and it's supposed to be more web based." Not necessarily. I like magazines. Mm. I buy a lot of magazines. I like having a magazine that I can just sit down, pluck open a page, and start reading and not have to worry about anything. And the idea of doing a digital version of that magazine, Mm. I kind of like. I kind of like the idea that it's not live or active or doing anything. It's just a magazine. And I can flick through the pages, and I see no difference between that and an iBook. Look, we we bought these things based on the fact that they were a 10-inch tablet that was easy to read what was on screen. I mean, magazines are just a general extension, and I've used pop-sized stupid magazine app. I just want a goddamn magazine. I don't want to have to try and figure out how a page works. That's right. It's just like I just want to look at it and be able to read. I don't want to look at a picture and then have to press and flick it down to get writing and it's only one section. No. No. Okay? I just want to read text. So I kind of like it. I kind of like the idea that I can get these magazines as they exactly appear in the newsstand, yeah. and I don't have to carry an extra thing. Yeah. I have it on my iPad, and that way I'm done. So that my pick is Zinio. So have a, have a look at that if you want to. Uh, as I say, if you just want to try it out, it's free to download, and there yeah. is a magazine or two that are free to download. Yeah. So you can try it out, see if you like it. If you don't like it, delete it. No harm done. Okay? All done. Now, just to finish us off this week, uh, we have a couple of moments couple of moments in geek history um we have two uh because uh they both tickled me and i thought we'd throw both of them sure in. let's do it one of them is all you people on the east coast of america right now who are suffering from the snowstorms yeah uh in 1960 apparently they were also having snowstorm problems and a boston mayor had an idea mm-hmm. and i thought you guys could learn something from this because you know you got you're having snowpocalypse over there right now he wrote a letter to mit yeah. Uh, so this is our of the Boston, mayor of Boston in 1960 wrote a letter to MIT, basically asking them whether they could come with flamethrowers and melt all the snow away. <laughs> now that's a mayor who knows how to kick ass. All right. Dude. Um, they didn't do it. <laughs> Let me just say that they didn't bring the flamethrowers to town. But uh, he was thinking hard about how he could solve the yeah. snow crisis. So there you go. You guys could think about the uh, the. Um, flamethrower option. But the other one I wanted to raise was uh, from Delta Knight as well, which is uh, an example as to why the Soviets didn't make it to the moon. We talk a lot about the space race and so forth. And the reason why the Soviets didn't make it to the moon was because their plan was stupid. (laughs) It was quite simply stupid. First of all, they had trouble with the rocket. Apparently they had like three or four of them blow up on the launch pad, so they couldn't get it off the ground. This was the the moon mission. Mm -hmm. Uh, Secondly, their design for the lunar lander actually had way too many stages to it, and it was only two pilots. And for the guy to get to the lunar lander, he actually had to open the door of the spaceship, spacewalk outside to the lunar lander, climb inside, detach, go down to the surface, get himself out, blah, 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 get himself back into his lunar lander, take off, get back to the space station, redock, go back outside carrying his samples in space in like a briefcase, back to the main spaceship where they could then make their way home. It was all very complicated, well 
Yeah. Way too complicated. Yeah, and yeah, the Americans yeah. had this system down much better. And, of course, the guy that designed all of their space missions at the time then, unfortunately, died as well. And so the whole thing kind of fell apart. Yeah. Um, but this would explain why in 1960s America reached the moon and the Soviets didn't, even though the Soviets got the space first. Yeah. Um, there are graphics on this image. If you go to um, the Gizmodo article... They actually have pictures which show the little man spacewalking backwards and forwards to his ship. They yeah. didn't think an internal door might be a good idea. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, the, the idea that he would actually have to climb out with the samples, I think, is one of my favorites. Yeah. All right, we're going to get ourselves out of here. If you agree, disagree, or have anything you would like to add to our show, uh, you can, or you want to correct any of our complete inaccuracies to anything that we talk about you can send your feedback to feedback at geekactually.com or you can send a voicemail to 02801131367 by the way I just want to say the reason I noticed Brad in the chat room was because we did the weird food section and all I saw was a post that said what's happened to my geek actually <laughs> oh dear anyway uh, you can also send a voicemail 02801131367 I think I said that already merchandise join the fan page follow us on twitter follow us anywhere anything to know about us just go to geekactually.com. You'll find all the information there. Uh, you can watch us record this show live, as we said. Um, and we also record the film show, which we do straight after this, uh, which uh, you can follow us at geekactually.com forward slash live. We start the recording around the 12 o'clock mark every Saturday. Um, and we also have a very special notice. Yeah. Uh, next Wednesday, our time. Next Tuesday, U.S. time. Uh, now, I'm going to get time here. The time would be uh, one hour, one and a half hours, two hours back, about five o'clock. I think it's, no, no, it's, sorry, it's Eastern time. Yeah. I think it's about seven o'clock Eastern, five o'clock or four o'clock or whatever it is, Pacific. Mm. I don't know. Check your local times to figure it out. UTC plus 11. We're starting at 11 a.m. Australian time next week. Wednesday, which is Tuesday in the States, uh, we are doing a Tron special. Yeah. Fox uh, from the Real Junkies Network is joining us via Skype. He is an absolute Tron obsessive, and he is going to join us, and uh, we are going to talk through uh, Tron from the original film to the new film, and not just the movies, but some of the philosophies, the ideas behind it. The... Are we bringing um, a lot to the table with sort of talking about the games? Like... And you're going to bring the games. I know that uh, um, Fox really likes to talk about some of the, uh, like, the... Uh, theology, so mm. to speak, inside the inside the films and what it's trying to say and, yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's going to be a very interesting talk down. Uh, we're going to talk for about an hour, hour and a half mm-hmm. um, on this subject, and it'll go out on the film actually feed. So that's where you want to this find it. This will be the first of many specials. And for anybody that didn't uh, doesn't remember this, we have a giveaway of uh, Tron, um, the, uh, what was it, Tron, CZ. I'm to think of the game, Tron, Tron Evolution, Evolution uh, on Xbox and PlayStation 3 that are up <laughs> for grabs. So people that, people that come in, uh, if you can get your, if you can get your, uh, what did we come up with? We said reasons why Tron 1 was better than Tron 2. Okay? 25 words or less, that's right. Yep. And if you guys send those emails out, we will be announcing the winner on, the, at the end of that show. So try and get it out, and you can win yourself a copy of the game, which we will then post to you. 
<laughs> Snake says, love the idea of the game giveaway, but do you hate us that much? <laughs> well, look, it had to be contextual, all right? There may be other games and movies and so on and so forth if you stick and besides, the film show. And besides, we're cheap asses, so you're only going to get secondhand yeah. stuff. <laughs> look, and another thing which I have to say is it's free. It's free, so absolutely. deal. And if you've played the game and didn't like it, don't enter the competition. But there are people who might want to try the game. And, and, and also, depending on your age... My son, Little Geek, actually really likes the game. Exactly. So, so maybe get it for your kids or something like that. 25 words. Will it really be that hard? Yeah, but Callisense, we don't have a copy of Tron 2 to give away. <laughs> you keep bringing it up. Shut out about Tron 2.0. <laughs> yeah, see, the, the trick is we don't have that. We have a copy of Tron Evolution. Well, look, so. and, and to answer Delta Knight's question, who's asking what about PC gamers, if, for instance, we did a Mass Effect special, maybe I'll gift you a copy of Mass Effect on Steam or something. So... Yeah. See, the thing is... Uh, we We've explained this on the film show as well. We're going to start doing some giveaways, like today, as an example. If you come to yeah. our film show, there's going to be a, bit, a little bit of a surprise on the film show, so you might want to stick around. But we we came to the conclusion two weeks ago that we were trying to get rid of old stuff because yeah. we buy Blu-rays now, and suddenly we, our DVDs are no longer yeah. required. Our DVDs are in great condition yeah. because we're both obsessives, but we no longer need them. So we yeah. thought, well, why don't we just start giving them away, you know? And so uh, you'll find that it's not we're not going, oh, we've got this really brand new spicky, you know, specky thing that we're giving you. It's our stuff. Yeah. We're just giving it to you, you know yeah, what I mean? Right. So we just thought we'd make it fun. So, yeah. you know, Tron Evolution. It's not like Josh has gone out and brought you a copy of Tron Evolution. He has a copy of Tron Evolution he wants to get rid of. Yeah. <laughs> so he's going to give it to you. <laughs> right, so. Realistically, there is someone out there that would be interested to give it a try. And to be honest, it's bad. But realistically, if you didn't pay for it, it's actually not that bad. No, and it actually looks really pretty. Mm -hmm. looks really pretty. It is kind of fun to throw discs around. The biggest issue the game has is its camera. Yeah, the camera uh, control is really awkward. That's the biggest issue I had with the game. Other than that, it's yeah. kind of fun playing Tron. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that's our Tron special next Wednesday. If you can join us in the chat room, that's great. It'll also be fun. And Rob basically has said, uh, Rob is one of the co-hosts of Real Junkies. He's also in our chat room, and he said, uh, yes, that James is particularly obsessed with uh, with. Tron. Uh, we know this is kind of why we. Uh, he says Tron, Tron obsessed is an understatement, is what he said. And yes, I heard the show uh, where he was trying to talk Tron and everybody was falling asleep around him, which is kind of what made me think yeah. we should do a Tron special and let James get it out of his system. Yeah. All right, so this is why we're doing it. Former co host. Oh, sounds like internal politics. Anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. <laughs> um, all right. Anyway, the point is that uh, we do the show live. Come and join us. We're going to do the Tron special live. Join us. We want to say a couple shout-outs to our friends real quick. WeekendRonan.com, where you can find the real junkies, where, which is Fox 464, and Rob and all these people we're talking about. Find them at WeekendRonan.com. Real junkies on iTunes, R-E-E-L. They do a movie podcast, a lot of fun. We'll give them another plug-in film, actually, a better plug-in film, actually, in fact. And you have something that's more, more related to what we do, though. That's a uh, website and a podcast. I oh, believe. right, right. RawDLC.com. <laughs> it's a gaming website. Go check it out. We go out live Tuesdays, 8 p.m. Uh, it is a gaming show, and it is really, really fun. Uh, look out soon. Hopefully, we're going to be putting out video posts as well as audio posts, but we will come back to you later when we're a bit closer to that. Also, one other piece of note, Arbiter will be out in the next couple of days. Uh, it's all been finished. We've finally got response from our special uh, guest who's going to be in the magazine, and we will also be putting up a separate post on Geek, actually, which will then link you into the magazine. Make sure you get it because it's a really fascinating read. And remember, you need to subscribe to Arbiter because only the first three or four issues will mm -hmm. go out on the site. After that, it will be subscription only. Yeah. So this week, we'll go out on the site as normal, but 
in a few issues, it's going to disappear. Also, one quick note. If you are a Tech Actually listener, we have mentioned this a couple of times, this show goes out on the Tech Actually and the Geek Actually feed at the moment. I said it would only yep. go out for five episodes, and then we were killing the Tech Actually yep. feed. This is the fifth episode. All right? So I'm going to keep it going for two more weeks, this week and next week. Yep. But if you haven't, if you still want to hear this show, you need to subscribe to the Geek Actually feed. Okay? Yep. So go to iTunes, subscribe to Geek Actually, because the... The future episodes after next week will mm-hmm. not be going out on tech, actually. All right? So please be aware of that. All right. That's it. We're going to get out of here. Thank you very Dumb. much, Josh. Thank you very much, chat room. You guys are fantastic. Bye. We have film actually coming up right after this. Um, oh, there's actually one last thing I need to say really quickly. Mm-hmm. I'm changing the order of release. Yeah. At the moment, the podcasts come out on Sunday and Monday, and it's been coming out film on Sunday, geek on Monday. Yeah. And it occurred to me it makes no sense. Yeah. Because we actually make references in the Geek Actually show to film actually coming up. Yeah. Uh, and we make references in film actually about our previous episode. Yeah. Yet on podcasts are released in the wrong order. <gasps> so from this point, from this week onwards, on Sunday will be Geek Actually. On Monday will be Film Actually. Ah, okay? Right, okay. We're just we're just swapping them around. Okay. So just be aware that. They're just swapping. So tomorrow on the feed, on Sunday, you'll get Geek Actually. On Monday, you will get Film Actually. All right, awesome. that's it. All right, now we're going to say thank you. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. And to quote Delta Knight, geek on, everybody. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.